Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. Well, this is cool. Uh, a man I've known for well over 20 years, and we knew each other really through politics first. Uh, he a Democrat, me, I'm not. And, and although uh, there was a time when you were a Republican, right? Correct. Okay. And, Correct. you know, you really are one of the most decent people I've ever known. And, and I've known a lot of people who are decent, and we both know a lot of people who are not. Yes. And it's so nice. It feels so good to be able to say that. Uh, Christopher Bullock is, uh, of course, the pastor at the Canaan Baptist Church. Was it 3011 Newcastle Road? Correct. New, Newcastle. And uh, we saw each other again last year one day, I think it was, in front of Dunkin' Donuts. Because we live close to each other. Yes, and we were just talking, and you said, yeah, I should be inviting some of your listeners to come to church. And I said, yes, you should. And now you have been, and I'm really glad. It's, it's actually kind of cool to hear your voice on the, sh- on the station, you know? Thank you. Thank you. We have a great partnership. It's good to see you again. Yeah. And we've been friends for years, and uh, uh, thank you for the compliment, but I, I call you friend, and I don't take that lightly. And thanks for having me today. Yeah, so this is huge. 20th anniversary of this church. I mean, you were you lived here before. Right. Then you moved out to Chicago. Correct. And then you came back and you started the uh, Canaan Baptist Church. Sure. Right. And it's no small thing. This is not like one of those corner pop-ups where you got, you know, and I'm going to say this out loud in front of God and everybody, and I know you're judging me. Um, not you, but God is. Uh, the, you got like these bling-bling people out of Philly sitting up on the corner and say, hey, we got a church in, what was it, like a, a 7-Eleven or something like that. I'm thinking... Yeah, um, but then you look at what you've done, and you, you've built this church, and you've grown the congregation so much, and you have a great reputation. What is it, what's it like to have like a 20th anniversary doing this? Well, it's, um, it's a blessing. I give praise and honor to God, but also the people God has given me to lead. We have a great congregation. They are committed to our mission, which is to do ministry for the master. They know that our mission goes beyond Sunday morning, though we take Sunday morning worship seriously. Yeah. But the real work of the church is what happens after Sunday. We feed the hungry. We clothe the naked. We're in every prison in the state. We have prison ministry. Uh, We educate our kids. We have scholarships. We have a nursery. And people are busy. We are engaged in foreign and home missions. Uh, We help people with their rental assistance spongement. We, we're a busy and active church. So, How many people do you have on committees that are actually busy doing these things? I would think in totality, uh, volunteers and staff, yeah. it's close to 75. It, it would have to be. Or more. I'm just off the top of my head. Yeah. And these are folks who are engaged, who are not micromanaged by their pastor. Right. I give them <laughs> yeah. the charge and the yeah. resources, and they use their spiritual gifts and uh to make an impact, and it's it's a blessing. Twenty years we started with thirteen core planners, thirteen founders, and twenty years later, God has blessed us to have a uh, a large number of people. Uh, but we don't count members. I want my members to count. So, are you like? Uh, <laughs> this might sound terrible, but it's actually, a, to my mind, a good thing. If you empower people to do the job, here's here's what needs to happen. And they manage it, they get it done. I call it manila folder management. In, in other words, you're not calling them all the time, you're not harassing, you're not micromanaging, but everybody and their mission is in a manila folder. Yes. And then once a week or maybe every two weeks or whatever, you call and say, How you doing? Correct. Yeah, and that's pretty much your style. That's kind of how I do it. That's is my it? style. Uh 
A pastor is a shepherd, not a cattle driver. Yeah, I never heard that before. Uh, the shepherd organizes the sheep, <laughs> yeah. leads the sheep, and feeds the sheep. Right. Yeah. A cattle driver is someone who drives them yeah. in the name of control and power and manipulation. But I prefer the biblical model of shepherding the sheep. So 20 years, yeah. uh, pastor and people, we've been doing ministry for the master. Well, Chris Bullock, you, um, you, you and I have talked about this sort of thing quite a while. And you got involved in politics, your Newcastle County Council, uh, because you wanted to try to achieve some things. So I'm wondering, you know, now you're no longer on county council. I mean, what do you do with your spare time? Well, you know, I'm engaged in ministry, but I'm still engaged politically. Are you now? In terms of uh, talking to uh, those who are in office, uh, seeking to engage them to bring more resources where the needs are the greatest. Uh in fact, yesterday I was at the University of Delaware at the Biden Institute for a meeting talking about environmental racism and environmental injustice. Uh, I'm interested in elected officials. Do they have a plan or a vision for Route 9 yeah. where our church is? I can't cover the state, but my concern, my jurisdiction, my auspices, if you will, is the three-mile radius around my church. I want to make sure people are fed, people are clothed, kids are educated, uh, gun violence is low. All of that's what I'm concerned about. You know, we've we've talked about quite a bit about a lot of these policies and such. And, and I see some sometimes I see some of these uh, policies like yeah, environmental justice being used in a way that really isn't the original goal. You know what I mean? Right. And, and when I think about environmental justice as an individual, I think about I-95 and how city leaders back in the day said, "Okay, we're going to drive this right through these." Uh, now, there's neighborhoods on Adams Street. And, and it, of course, the people who could afford to leave, white and black and others, did. And the ones who could not, mostly people of color, did not. And, and I see something like that, and I think, man, that was just a nasty piece of political business like that. It was terrible. It was, uh, it, I wasn't here then, but it happened yeah. all over the country. Yeah. Remember, Rick, it was called urban renewal, but it was really urban removal. It was. And yeah. today it's called gentrification. Same game, different name, a little tweak on it, but you, you can't supplant people, homes, neighborhood, culture, and if you can't afford to leave, then you're going to be here, 95 comes right down. Well, let me ask you this uh, in, in conversation, because you talk about gentrification, and I look, for example, at A Street, and, and I look at that whole riverfront area, and there was a time when I got a flat tire many, many years, 20, 20 years ago or more, on A Street, it was starting to get a little dusky. I thought I better get this damn thing changed real quick because of the neighborhood. And uh, you got a lot of people saying, oh, look, free money. I mean, it was a hard place to grow up, a tough place. Now it has been, as you like to say, gentrified. But I think it's been improved and improves the life for the people there. Yeah, I agree have... with you. In, in that instant, I mean, there yeah. are levels of gentrification. Yeah. But you have to have community buy-in, community engagement. And they have to be. Uh, well, people were displaced, Chris. People, I mean, yeah, yeah, they, they yeah, were. Yeah, you know. But it, I, I remember when they did the riverfront. I think it was a three hundred ninety-four million dollar mm-hmm. investment. I yeah. think uh, Governor Carper was the governor at the time, right? So all of these things. There's a lot going on in our country. A lot going on in our state and our city. So this is an interesting time. Uh, the Canaan Baptist Church. Every third Sunday, Rick, you'll like this. We feed the community. 
Now, I want to get Grab more and into go. that. Yeah, because, Grab and go. Because of what you guys do. As, as you know, I don't believe the government sh- uh, can or should be solving all of our problems. Right. And I understand where you're coming from as well. And that's why I think we can have these conversations. Right. Because you and I have agreed and disagreed a number of different things. And I love to have these concepts made public so sure. people can decide for themselves. Right. And, and But what you're doing is not just feeding the hungry. Uh, you and I discussed this before. And I talked to, to Xanthea Oliver uh, on the east side with city council about what you're doing. I thought, what you're doing is, is brilliant because there are great services for people when it comes to parenting and health care and such like that, but they don't know it. And so you bring people in to your church, say, here's food, uh, here's school supplies for the kids. Correct. And, oh, by the way, have you talked to these folks over here who can offer parenting skills, right. who can offer all sorts of like uh, guidance to where you can get health care? I think that what you're doing there is extraordinarily uh, productive, and and I'd, I'd love to see that model everywhere. Well, you, tell you, folks more about that. You're welcome. Every third Sunday, we have uh, uh, through our community engagement ministry. Yeah, this is key. Community engagement. This is a a, a new initiative in our church under Dr. Nakisha Bailey, who who's our director. We have an outstanding long-term relationship with the food bank of Delaware. Right. So they give us what we need to take care of the needs of the people. Every third Sunday after worship at 11 o'clock, 500 plus families are helped wow. with bags of food valued at $150 per bag. Really? Every month, not not just doing Thanksgiving and Christmas no, when yeah, it's no, popular every month, and yeah. sexy and all that, yeah. but th- we have institutionalized what Jesus said to do, feed the hungry. Last month, Rick, through a partnership with the Food Bank and the White House mm-hmm. and the Lieutenant Governor's Office, we did baby formula and diapers. Yeah, I talked to Dave Tiberi of Donate Dave Delaware. Dave is a Dollar. part of that. Oh man, he he well, his organization is so strong and uh, we partner with Dave. Good. That's fantastic. And see, this is the deal. Yeah. This is the deal, my friend. The church must partner with organizations, sacred or secular, uh-huh. who have the same mission to lift people. Right. I want to say that again for you for your hearers. The church must partner with organizations and institutions, both secular and sacred, who have a similar mission to uplift people. People are hurting. People are dying. Babies are crying. Mothers are sad. There's a lot that the government can do. There's a lot the church can do. There's a lot Dave Tiberi can do. Together, we can do more. Well, I think that you are actually achieving a lot, and you're setting a, uh, a standard for what folks can do outside the government, just in, in our ordinary lives, you know? Yeah. And uh, and, and bringing these, uh, these, you know, these organizations and agencies together and you inspire people uh, to help by saying, I'm going to bring you 500 people every third Sunday here. By the way, Canaan Baptist Church. Correct. 3011. 30... 3, yeah. Newcastle, Newcastle Avenue. Avenue. Correct. In Newcastle. Yes. yes. I know. we got to get that in there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's the 20th anniversary. And, and I just want people to know that you're doing this and, uh, and, and that you're actually having a lot of success here as well. You're, you're helping people change lives and you're giving them a hand up. And, I mean, you have the hand out of the food. Yeah. yeah. But in addition to that, you're also helping them to become... Uh, more self-reliant, and, and better parents, which is so hard to do. It is important that yeah. we do that and that the church uh, gets out beyond Sunday morning. And for 20 years, Canaan has been engaged in uh, political education, mm-hmm. voter registration education, and participation. We'll be hosting the Candidates Forum in the fall. 
will be engaged. All the folks who are running for governor, Newcastle County Council and executive, they've all been uh, in my office. We're talking. And again, what is your plan for Route 9? Yeah. What is your plan for the least of these? Rick, you, you're very politically astute. When was the last time you heard the word poverty come out of the mouth of a politician? Because it's not, uh, the language has changed. The language has oh, changed What was now. the language? What was the what, language? What was poverty, it was ghetto, it ghetto. was poverty. You know, but what that. are they using but, now? But now it's uh, what? Environmental injustice it, it's or All what? that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's The language has changed. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you, we, but we, the goal is for people to be able to uh, to feed and house themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And give them tools to be self-sufficient at the end of the day. Yeah. A country... And you can drill down to local governments. We'll be judged by how we treat the least of these. So I'm interested in somebody in office or running. Bring back the word poverty. What can we do to address poverty? Well, we actually do have the poverty reports, and we uh, have the uh, poverty you index. Know, you know, all that. Yes, I'm talking yeah. about populism. Yes. The Huey Longs of the world. So the people who were populists, regardless of their party, who would talk about the real issues, what people are really going through. You know what I mean? Well, what I wonder is what are the job opportunities? I mean, the manufacturing seems to be gone, like the the automobile manufacturing. And uh, we have uh, the horrible graduation rates, especially the kids in the city of Wilmington. And I've mentored uh, two kids, actually four, but two successfully. <laughs> in, in the city of Wilmington, I know it's terrible, right? Uh, and and, I, and I, I got a close up look at at this and realized that you know kids can be and they, many of them want to be motivated. Yes, and there are things that they can do. Yes, and uh, and sometimes I see these, you know, just well, we're going to throw money at this. Well, we're going to hand money to this. We're going to do money, but it doesn't really involve the, these young people and get them motivated and get them. Uh, I think Rick, uh, a, a new dimension of a solution based programs. I think elected officials, I'm a former one, as you know, and as a pastor, I think we miss a golden opportunity when we don't have the young people at the table. Right. Yeah. To talk about solutions. And that's why there are these these agencies and, and social services uh, they are put out by churches and the government uh, right. that actually bring in parents because yeah. you have so many young parents and they really don't know how to be parents. And, and most of us, when we were parents, we didn't know how to be parents. No. But we looked at our parents and right. said, okay, I don't want to do the things they did because they were wrong, but what are the good things they do? We rarely look at that. And what you're doing is you're bringing these people in saying, okay, there's some skills that maybe you could need some yeah. help with, and we can do that yeah. too. And one of the reasons why we were so adamant and uh, strategic about building the library, the Newcastle County Library on Route 9 when I was president, yeah. was because the test scores in that zip code area were the lowest in the state. Are the kids able to get to the library, Yes, yeah, easy access. There's a bus they? route. You can walk there. Okay. There's 3,000 books, 300 computers. Yeah. A cafe. No, I, I've been You've there. Been I know. There. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but we... we Nicer than my living room. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> so we, 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 yeah. we need, we need yeah. the school districts to take advantage of that, that space. Yeah. And the local kids that, and the adults that take advantage of that. This weekend, tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday, is the uh, we continue our 20th anniversary, our Easter weekend activities. Okay. Tomorrow at the Shiloh Baptist Church in Wilmington, the seven last sayings of Jesus on the cross will be uh, with Shiloh, the Canaan Church. And my wife, Reverend Dr. Bullock, she'll be preaching one of the words. That's at 8 a.m. in the morning. Shiloh Baptist. Okay. Saturday, the pre-Easter concert and dinner at Canaan. 
on Newcastle Avenue at 4 o'clock, dinner at 6, concert featuring the Jackson Southern Nairs Grammy Award-winning quartet at really? 6 o'clock. will be at the church, dinner at 4, $25, and the Mighty Men of Canaan, my singing group. Are they, are the they mighty? Oh, they're good. Are they all that mighty? Oh, they're, 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 they're mighty, mighty, mighty. Mighty, <laughs> mighty, you mighty. You, yeah. You'll love them. I probably would, they're, yeah. They're singing as well. And then Sunday morning, Easter morning, I'll be bringing my annual Easter sermon at 10 a.m. I've heard you on uh, WDEL. I haven't been to the church yet, but we will come. Thank and you. Uh, you do throw in a lot of humor. Yeah. With everything else you do, yeah. It's, yeah. it's powerful. It's really, Thank really you. good. Thank I really you. appreciate that. So uh, congratulations on your 20th anniversary, Canaan Baptist Church. Before we go, how does a Canaan Baptist Church differ from other Baptist churches? And and I ask this because there are Baptist churches around the country that right. change their name. We can't be Baptist anymore because, oh, well, the way it's treated in the media and, and, <clears throat> and elsewhere. I think, uh, generally speaking, most Baptist church has the same doctrine, theology, Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. uh, born, died, rose on the third day, Bible-believing, teaching, preaching. Uh, The differences become when you look at what their outreach and their their ministry focus is. Ours happens to be an urban ministry and not a suburban ministry. We want to help those who are in the deepest needs. All right. Uh, Reverend Chris Bullock, thanks for stopping in. Happy anniversary. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, man. God bless.